I used to do lots of things. So that's what we're going to do. We're doing our crit fighter draft. Yeah. So I'll, recording, you snuck that on me. Oh yeah. Cause it, it sounded like, uh, when, when you were talking, it sounded like you thought we were recording. So I was like, Oh shit. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, now, now I'm ready. Okay. So now I'll put on my podcaster voice. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be sure to and do that, 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 that annoying thing. Um, that, that, you know, Just uh, being there. YouTubers do where it's like, oh, like, hold on, let's do that again. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, take two everyone. Uh, hi. <laughs> I, maybe that was cool 10 years ago, but since so many have done that, I'm just like, why are you doing that? It's obnoxious. I guess it's supposed to make you look endearing. Yeah. Look, sometimes I, I, perfect me makes the occasional mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Episode 113. 13. Yeah. 113. We're doing a Crit Fighter draft. We're talking about this. I'm very excited. Um, one, what are we are we defining terms? Are we defining what a Crit Fighter is? Or is that just going to like come out during the draft? So I have no idea who you're picking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should uh, define like All right. the terms. So, um, so how I'm thinking of it is like, it's not just, I don't want people to think it's like, Oh, it's just like right wing people owning the libs. Like uh, right. there'll probably be some of that, but it's, sure, not, sure. it's not, it's not just that it's like, so the crits are a term we kind of use for woke because that's played out. Um, crits. I'm not saying I necessarily t- uh, coined it. I read it in the uh, Anarchist Handbook from kind of a different term. It was in an essay. I don't remember who, but it was kind of like you know, obviously it comes from like critical theory. This what you would call um, intersectionality, hyper identitarianism, postmodernism, postmod like all that. The Frankfurt School. Like so, it is yeah. a- amorphous. It's not there isn't an exact definition, but you know the area. It's people who definitely, like, definitely a um, a characteristic, uh, kind of an immutable characteristic of, of the crits is like they want to silence free speech. They're hyper focused on identity, uh, oppressor oppressed, kind of cultural Marxism, all that bullshit. So and everything is a social construct. Yes, so. right. Like uh, there's no objectivity. Think of like Foucault, who it's so funny. I, I tweeted this recently. It's like, yes, I think I tweeted this during the um, early ish stages of the palestine protests mm. where it's like yeah a lot of them are wrong and stupid but like i thought foucault was like a genius at that age and now mm-hmm. i think he's like the dumbest motherfucker to ever live like right. he's just right. wrong about pretty much everything right um and not that he doesn't have like some good ideas like sure some things that like some de- valid like, critiques know, of like yeah. power structures and exactly like yeah. but in the end it comes down to all the same bs i mean he f- famously was a very very pri- privileged person and yeah. didn't and, like wanted to hide that like his dad was one of the doctors um i think for uh that has been credited with kind of wiping out cholera like a very like he, he went to the best schools and had the best like psychiatrist <laughs> and anyway um so that that kind of uh that kind of area so these are so 
these are the fighters. These are people who fight back against this. Obviously, and I want to be clear. Also, this probably doesn't have to be said. Like we're we obviously don't mean like like, like physically fighting anyone. Yeah, like, I'm sure that could be ideas construed by like the least. Yes, by the least. Um, the least generous people out there be like, oh, you're calling violence. Like, no, we're not. This is obviously about fighting ideas right. with opinion pieces and tweets and words and free speech and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so these yeah. are the people that we think are the best crit fighters who are fighting back against this craziness. And even as I'm saying this, I'm actually thinking of more. Yeah, I'm yeah. right down right here. Um, so, so um, did are, you? Yeah, go ahead. I was saying, did you have like? Um, uh, did you maybe like organize them in a certain way or were you just sort of like just, just general, like thinkers, creators, intellectuals? Oh yeah. Uh, all thinkers? of it. Yeah. yeah. So of course, obviously a lot of like journalists, podcasters, writers, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, and they do kind of run the gamut of style and even, I mean, I don't know some, and again, like all these people, it's not like they're all on like the front line together, like locked in arms. Like they have different ideas. They don't even agree with each other. Right. Um, you know, some are a lot more abrasive, some are much more intellectual and philosophical. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I want to get into that. And, and yeah. honestly, like, I don't know how many rounds you want to go, but we could do another one of these. Cause I started with only a few. And then when I really like, sat down and thought about it and like, okay, yeah. think about now I probably like 15 that yeah, that we're I, not going to do that many, but like, uh, and also I don't know who you're going to draft and we have a lot of the same, we we're fans, of a lot of the same people. So, yeah. So I just picked, I whittled it down to seven uh, and they're all living. Yeah um they're all currently working might be i, I, I don't know about you it, but like maybe it could be fun this is like you know maybe if, if we could revive if we can bring back from the dead some of our favorite worst man like yeah you know, i'm a big fan of christopher hitchens and so i'm like man i wish sure. we had him right now going sure, all this sure. shit. you're right like one. i did think because i i did it i don't think i have anyone on here's passed away i don't think so but we could definitely do wait do you have any are all yours living yeah, yeah, the ones I have now, they're, they're all living, but there were so a few. Why I'm like, why don't we do a separate one? Yeah, where, yeah. where it's we passed do a dead one. Yeah. Um, so let's, and also some of them um, are like co hosts of like a podcast or something. So I'm just going to count that as one. Yeah. Um, you, could, you could do the same. Yeah. All right. So uh, do you want to go first or do you want to take the next two? Because it's technically a snake, even though it's the two of us. So it's one, two, one. Uh, so which side do you want to be on? One. All right. Take it. Who's who's your one? This is a big. This is the one one. Oh. Um, Eric Weinstein. Okay, um, did yeah. not expect you to pick him, but yeah, uh, tell me why. Yeah, so he is a mathematician, physicist, and economist. Um, he's pretty progressive. You know, he was a Bernie Bernie Sanders uh, supporter, mm -hmm. Bernie bro. Um, but what I love about him is he's willing to call out both sides on their shit. Um, and he's, he's been on, on podcasts. So he's, he's, he's very friendly with, with people on the left and the right and the middle and all over the place. But he's also like, all of you guys are, are going way too nuts. And mm -hmm. so, so he's one to call out people on their shit. I think, but the, 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 the main reason why I like him so much is he has been, you know, even before a lot of this big, you know, culture war stuff and identitarian crap, you know, popped up in recent years, he's been sounding the alarm for like, we need to stop ostracizing the flawed genius um so he's been doing this from like the, the perspective you know like like in, in the sciences so you know he went to mit he went to some mm -hmm. some big schools and he's got decades of stories of like mm -hmm. there was a scientist there was a researcher who had a great idea but they were called crazy and then 10 years later their ideas became ex accepted 
Um, mm-hmm. And but part of the reason why they were, you know, labeled as crackpots is because maybe they were, maybe they held some views that were unsavory at the time, and so mm-hmm. we, it was easy to kind of dismiss them. But then it wasn't until years or decades later that we went, oh no, they were actually onto something, and we were too quick to dismiss them. Um, okay. Obviously, that is sort of, you know, he, he's kind of bring this up in 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 the form of of the culture wars of like, yeah, there are creative people, you know, like some of the most brilliant talented creative people are nuts they're they have crazy ideas and views but we can't mm. cancel them because they don't fit easily into a box so um yeah i think he's kind of uh for me at the vanguard he also talks a lot about you know art and, and music and, and creativity and stuff as well so yeah interesting okay yeah, yeah i would <laughs> not think like a mathematician economist would really be a crit fighter but that's that's true i yeah. I, I agree yeah. um it's funny i don't even he's not even the Weinstein, I know best. Like, yeah, um, Brett, I know he's kind of. Apparently, he said some. I, 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 you know what? I need to listen to it first. Right. Let's just say his Rogan episode is making the rounds, and mm. not for ways that I think are. But then again, it's like a lot of Rogan, such a, a lightning rod that a lot of the, um, you know, what's said there is distorted, taken out of context. Yeah, and yeah. people are not very uh, generous to to Brett. Yeah, either who could be on this list. I'm not going to pick him. I don't know if he's on your list. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with. Okay, so that's the one one. Uh, I'm going to write this down. My number one pick, which is tough. I'm actually going to go with Greg Lukianoff. Mm, Good, good. So hold on Two. actually I'm going to go. Joe and then Ben. Yeah, I'm going to go Greg Lukianoff. Here's why. Mm. Because while we said um, at the beginning of this episode, not, you know, this is obviously not about literally fighting people who have this political persuasion um, that we are in no way calling for violence. A way you can fight back instead of just writing op-eds or tweeting is in the courts. Mm. Um, it is why we are a civilization. We are supposed to fight in the courts. Um, it's it's not just always even it's not always about debate and the marketplace of ideas like no sometimes you do have to be combative and in so in, in a civilization you're supposed to do that uh, in the court system and that's what Greg Lukianoff uh, spearheads with fire the foundation for individual rights and expression which used to stand for the foundation for uh something in education right right uh, that is that has changed because it used to be much more about school censorship uh the speech codes famously of like the infamously of like the 80s and 90s i believe um both i mean and it was always about uh anti-censorship for students and professors yep uh i think earlier that was pr- more protective students and in the last decade or so has been more protective professors against their students um now it's basically just a new aclu yeah. uh, which they should because the aclu has completely um floundered and become a shell of its former self yeah in term, you know in terms of substance they're also <clears throat> kind of credibility um and uh and fires kind of taken up that mantle and so they represent clients not just students not just professors but just people expressing the first amendment rights um they're a they're apolitical in terms of like a side like republican or democrat they stick to their values which is very uh, you know it's obviously very important 
and I just have a lot of respect for them. Yep. They're filling a void that, um, you know, like I've said many times on the show, I used to, you know, they still used to be my dream job. That was, yeah. I wanted to work for them when now I wouldn't take the job if they offered it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But fire is a different, you know, fire is exactly. Oh, and also to put it, um, Ira Glasser, uh, I'm not putting him on here. He was the, one of the famous kind of, um, you know, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? One of the famous like bulldogs of the ACLU. Mm. I think they were more legitimate. Yeah, you know, he fit, everyone references this case, the Skokie, Illinois case. But he he's a Jewish lawyer who defended the neo Nazis right on free speech grounds. Uh, the Mighty Ira is a great, I believe it's HBO documentary about him. And and so so I say all of that. And guess what? He's a um, I don't know a, a, a chairperson or on the board or whatever it is of Fire. So mm. that's like, that's where he is now. And that just shows you the values of fire right. where, where, I mean, if that doesn't tell you where they stand um, compared, you know, juxtaposed to the ACLU uh, that, you know, right there, if you know anything about Ira Glasser, he is, um, he is uh, kind of what the ACLU used to stand for and what people who really stand up for free speech um, should, should stand for. So Greg Lukianoff, I believe is the founder of fire or he's the, let me get an exact title for him. He's the president of FIRE. Yeah. And he, he, he previously served as FIRE's first director of legal and public ad, advocacy to his point president. So I believe he's the highest up person there. If I'm wrong about that, I'll amend it. But he's definitely like the face of it, too. Yes. He's also a co author of The Calling of the American Mind. That's right. With, uh, is it Jonathan Haidt? Yeah, yep. Jonathan Haidt. I know less about him. Um, Jonathan Haidt, I do have him on here. I'm, no, I'm not going to draft him. So I just yep. don't know as much about him. But he's a yep. co author of that, of that book, too. Yeah, he's definitely in, 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 in that sort of IDW-esque sort of heterodox sure. uh, yeah. uh, space. Um, sure. Yeah, and Fire, another thing that's cool about Fire is that uh, they are they have a lot of great members on their board. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's cool is, is, is that it kind of spans the political spectrum from conservative to progressive to like libertarian, moderate, central. So they're, which I like, I think that, and, and so it's like they're all bonded together, not through yeah. policy necessarily, but, but through values. Um, so I think that's uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, right. An expression. Okay. So that's my, so I, now I do two picks. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Um, hmm. This is tough, but I think I'm going to go with. So, so, so I picked Lukianov because he's, you know, uh, the, the, not, not uh, ideologically a pugilist in terms of, you know, uh, the political persuasion, but for values and, and, and rights. That's why I went Lukianov. Um, and why it's my first overall pick. My second pick, I am going to go with Joe Rogan, mm. uh, basically based off of reach. I mean, he's the biggest podcast in the world. Yes. He has, he, I think he can basically have on whoever he wants. Yep. Um, and the people who don't want to go on a show are people who are just anathema to him. Like, yeah. like, uh, Peter Hota, who's been on his show, but like won't go yeah. back on or something like, like it's people who are afraid to be challenged uh, right. by him. And then have, I think he has a reach of like 10 million. Yeah. And if not more, uh, you know, Rogan is, I, I don't know what you would call him politically. He calls himself like an old, old school liberal. He yeah. definitely, I, I've never seen him really deviate from like free speech and fighting about the fighting back against the crits fighting the like ideological um you know the purity tests yes uh censorship 
obviously all of that. I mean, he himself was censored on YouTube many times. He's been um, dragged, you know, his name dragged through the mud on the biggest media networks like CNN lied about, had his the color of his skin changed in a different filter to make him look sick of the thing. Like he's, he has a target on his back for good reason because he's a threat to the, you know, mainstream media to the establishment. Um, and while he does give his opinions a lot uh, on these issues, he also has on people who are experts for the issues and he's very open-minded. I think that's also a big part of being a crit fighter is being open to new ideas and, and, uh, if you disagree with someone, you know, talking it out, um, citing, so you know, he he has the ability to cite sources on the spot. Pretty much, he's been wrong too on the spot, and he changes his opinion. And he changes, yeah. change. so I mean, that's all very, uh, uh, very credible. Um, so for that, I mean, he could have been my one, but yeah. So I'm going to take Rogan at two uh, for those for those reasons. Damn, he was on my list. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, I actually did see him at the comedy store, so that was a cool little like bucket list. Uh, Wait, recently? Uh, no, this is uh, like oh. twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, I think. You saw him like perform? Perform? Just, yeah. Oh, cool. Was he good? Yeah, he was good, and he and he came on late too. He came on like around midnight. Yeah. It, 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 the comedy store. I don't know if they still do it. But they had this thing where um, they would show like they, they, they would have like I don't know 10, 15 comics go up, and they're doing like twenty minute bits. Yeah, yeah, and and they they've, they've had some pretty big ones. They, they I know like Theo, I've seen Theo Vaughn twice there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and, and a few others, but but he was the headliner, and I remember just being there for like three hours, and, and like there's it was very hit or miss, and some really good comedians, but a lot of mediocre, not very good. And he was the headliner, and he came on at like midnight, and yeah. I'm tired and have had a few drinks, so I'm like, come on. And then he came on, and it was just like a so much fucking energy. Um, really? I mean, he, yeah. He's not my favorite comedian. He's he's, he's funny. He's talented. Yeah. But, but he, he had. But yeah. it was just like, you know, you're sitting through like an art. And, and you know, like 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 uh, uh like Garfunkel concert, and then all of a sudden Slayer comes up on stage, and you're just like, "Fuck right. yeah!" Like so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'll give him credit for for being. Uh, yeah, I like I like yeah. his comic. I think he's a very good comic. Yeah. Um, he's not my favorite either. I don't think he's his his favorite. No. Um, my my favorite is definitely Louis C.K. Mm -hmm. But um, I, what I love about Rogan too is that he's not like pigeonholed. Like he's a comic. Yeah. He's a jujitsu black belt and color commentator and like yeah. expert on mar mixed martial arts yeah he's uh obviously now i mean just his podcast was a total accident yeah and now he's i don't know if an expert but very very well versed in all different like f ancient philosophies and history and drugs and um you know all all sorts of stuff that's just really uh envy like like enviable like to, to just be able to speak to all these cool people he's kind of living the life yeah yeah and he's and he's he's very good at all those things too um yeah so exactly so, so yeah um yeah joe rogan's a good he's a good boy um who's your who's your second overall pick uh elon musk elon uh, okay yeah he um i mean because you know there, there's definitely a, like a stereotype for you know a billionaire ceo business types where it's like mm -hmm. they're just greedy and they're just like they just care about the bottom dollar um uh, 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 uh the bottom line so it's great seeing someone with so much fuck you money and actually like putting it to use of like and like he yeah. literally told you know advertisers go fuck yourself <laughs> so yeah elon <laughs> I, I i don't have him on here but i did think about it and like he is a really good pick i'm gonna let you finish with okay yeah um he's definitely erratic um he's 
and you know, he's definitely done said and done some things that I don't fully agree with. Um, but he's a nutcase, and it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you, you know, kind of like what I was talking about with Eric Weinstein. It's like the most brilliant, innovative people are often crazy, and they'll do some stupid shit that you don't like once in a while. It's like so 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 for me, it's like yeah, I'm willing to take the bad with the good. Um, and it's it's great that uh, you know he can afford to take so many crazy risks, and I hope that that paves the way for other. Um, you know, big CEOs to be like, yeah, cool. We don't have to bend down to the mob. In fact, we'll actually do better by, you know, not, <laughs> you know, uh, caving into the mob. So, yeah. So Elon is another kind of Rogan like pick to me. Not, not, I'm not comparing them like personality wise, mm -hmm. even though they're friends. I mean, in terms of like scope, mm -hmm. he bought Twitter. Yeah. Basically to own the libs. Yeah. Which, yeah. so, one so whether twitter's gone better or worse from a technical functioning standpoint i don't know I, I think maybe it's gotten a little worse maybe a little like it's hard to tell i definitely it is definitely annoying so i got to authenticate myself multiple times a week mm. um, to, to like the rock pictures do you get that no what I've, you don't I've, get that no not at all oh do you use twitter on your computer a lot or on your phone uh, on my computer mostly. Yeah, that's so weird. I do like tw like three, four times a week. Oh, weird. That's really weird. It'll be like how many rock like how many rocks are in this picture? I need to pick like them anyway. Um, but from a political <laughs> standpoint, and I was just listening to a podcast episode about this. Um, like Twitter has changed from a place where the crittiest people go to attack people to get them to lose, you know, to get them fired, yeah. to pillory them to mudsling um and that power has really been stripped yeah like it was where a lot of corporations a lot of companies like even though it's even as big as twitter feels sometimes especially if you're you know as they say the the character of the week or the character of the day um it's a tiny percentage of people but yeah. corporations companies news outlets they would treat it you know like the public square and um would take a lot of those baseless accusations to heart people would lose jobs but you know simply based on allegations accusations whatever it is and a lot of that has changed one and they're, they're both because of elon one yeah. is people just left a lot of those shitty people left and i'm okay with that yeah like, i'm yeah. not one of these people who's like oh let's all you know sit along and and the best ideas will win no matter like yes i do think the best ideas do come out on top but if there are bad faith actors mm -hmm. who are just going to attack you and and defame people um and you know are incredulous i don't care if they leave yeah. like i don't need that it doesn't mean i follow a if you go through my followers i follow people with hammer and sickles and roses in their bios american flags crosses israeli flags palestine flags every type of i follow all types of people yeah. um but uh, but i don't need like some shitty journalist from wapo yeah. to be on there uh, i don't care if they go to blue sky or mastodon or, or whatever it is Threads and him just whatever. him existing and buying it did that that's yeah. one of it and two he has let on a lot of other people who shouldn't have been kicked off to begin with right um he's um, you know, just the, oh, community notes is unbelievable. Yeah. The community notes is one of the best, that didn't exist before Elon, right? No, no. That was, um, like, I love it so much yeah. and it's so great. And it doesn't always go one way. Like it'll, right. 
you'll they'll be right wing people community noted. Yeah. But it just is so funny to see like the ridiculous claims or whatever. Like and then like below it'll be like actually this happened on this date or something. And yeah, yeah. And that's not a good example. But um yeah, so that's why I mean I love Twitter. We met on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I this podcast exists because of Twitter. Yes. Um uh and um I don't love that he's I hope he gives up on X. Apparently, even at like recent interviews and stuff, he was calling it Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get. I don't. That's like one that. of those dumb. Where I'm like, dude, that you. That's, yeah, you're, you're just coming off as eccentric now. You don't. But he's. To... But he's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, as far as billionaires go, I've been said I don't know if billionaires should exist. I, I have issues with him on labor. All of that together, right? I think sure. he's doing cool shit. He's not just manipulating money. Yeah. Uh, he, he. He's not just you know, raping and pillaging companies and you know, corporate raiders, hedge fund, like guys who just don't add any value to the world. He's trying to do some cool, I don't know exactly what he'll accomplish in the long term, um, but he's definitely making changes to electric vehicles, to the, um, you know, the public forum for the internet, like that alone, I think is pretty great. And yeah, I think he's a solid, I can't believe you picked Matt Weinstein over Elon Musk. (laughs) I know, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think uh Eric Weinstein I I, I think Sorry. uh speaks Oh Eric Weinstein. Yeah. Uh uh he 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 hits a lot of the, the right notes for me, I think. Okay. Um but uh, uh but Elon Musk also is um uh he's a great troll too. Uh, he's a Twitter. great troll. Yeah, he says some wild shit. He does some like but yeah, overall I think he's a net benefit. I don't think a lot of people would agree with that. I, I I I I agree with that, and you know he he's also a futurist because you know like like even before he became a lightning rod uh, for controversy in in the culture wars, um, before that like you know he, the 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 public perception of him was much more public it was much more positive, but um, he liberals was, loved him. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Liberals you know, loved him. He was a Silicon Valley tech entrepreneur, he, liberal he was, guy for protecting the environment. Like yeah, yeah like making he, was, he made electric cars. Uh, like I don't know if affordable is the right term, but definitely more accessible you know, and more accessible. Cool. Yeah, cooler, accessible to a lot more people. And electric cars, I feel like before Tesla were just like freak things that no one could afford and no one understood. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he was a darling of of the environmental the left, left. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but one thing, you know, even then, when 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 he was much more, you know, I guess much more of a savory character, um. He uh, uh, he still had a reputation for like, you know, he he he'll, he would make a risky business move and be like, and people would be like, what, what are you doing with Tesla? Like, why 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 are you going public now? Or why are you doing why are you, why are you taking the company in this direction? And it, and and then like the stock would would go down and, and the people oh see this may be a, and then six months later it would just skyrocket. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's a futurist. He's I I think he's he's very much like a big brain sort of like chess player. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take the small risk. It, it'll seem big to people who don't know but in six months it's going to pay off huge yeah um so i so that's why i'm more willing to excuse him with his dumb eccentricities and be like maybe this is him being erratic maybe it's him going a little nuts or maybe he's he's interesting exactly he's interesting he doesn't seem and he doesn't seem like evil like like bill gates seems evil yes like elon musk i don't know if everything's going to be good like i don't fully understand starlink yeah i don't think we should start implanting chips in people's brains yeah. like Neuralink. i don't really get it i don't know how serious it is but like it doesn't seem nefarious like right. other billionaires are yeah 
So, you know, that's why I'm, I'm much more willing to excuse his, his, his nutty behavior. Cause it's like, you know, maybe this will end up paying off. Maybe this is something that's more, much more calculated. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was just some really good trolling. Like when he founded that, the, uh, very brief, uh, uh, uh flamethrower company, the, the boring. Oh my thing. God. That's right. <laughs> yes. Whatever happened with that? Yeah, it was meant to be a joke. It was like, we're only going to produce 5,000 really? of them or something like that, or 10,000. And then we're going to shut down. And, and oh, okay. so, I do like, remember yeah. that. That was like very like 2016, 2017. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. All right. You get an, you get another pick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick. I think you do, right? I, I've never seen a snake draft with two people. Mm. Well, we're just we're just blazing trails. I guess it's two and two. <clears throat> I'm going to pick uh, Douglas Murray. Oh, really? He was my yeah. next pick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, swear. I even have his Wikipedia pick up right now. That's funny. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Um, go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Christopher Hitchens. Um, and because he was just such a vicious intellectual pugilist. Um, and so I think uh, Douglas Murray is kind of like the, you know, the heir to that throne. Um, did, did you see him in the uh, uh, that debate with Matt Taibbi? Um, the two of them going up against um, that chick from the New York Times. Uh, what, what, what's um, that debate called? Yeah, um, I, I think I think I saw that. And and, and Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, that was Douglas Murray. I, I thought that was yeah, Douglas Murray and Matt Taibbi were on one side, okay. and uh, it was. Oh, Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger were in front of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, but uh, uh, God, I, I can't remember the name of the the Where debate. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah. he's vicious. Like I feel bad for anybody who has to debate him, and, and, and like he's, he's he's pretty respectful. Like when when you go in as a good faith debater, mm-hmm. um, he's he you know he, he he'll respond in kind. But it, but Malcolm Gladwell was just really condescending and kept calling. So Douglas Murray does not like to be called Doug, so he just he, he introduces himself as Douglas, and Malcolm mm-hmm. kept kept calling him Doug. Um, and so like. So he just kept yeah. calling him Malk uh, throughout the rest, and it's but he's just he's just vicious, um, uh, and but also wickedly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's a conservative, but like I think British conservative, like British conservatism is much more moderate compared to U- U.S. conservatism. Yeah, I think it depends. Um, you get like not you a lot of times Americans like to just like graft their own issues onto like european politics yeah. and other like they all have their own flavors yeah. i think i'm i think like the yeah i think the bait like the status quo conservative there would be more moderate especially now yeah i think yeah. conservative down more right but in some ways like they can be some of these um, all these european countries have like far right parties that oh yeah like, like like literal nazis and yeah. widespread yeah. and stuff there so yes uh yeah i agree with you i think i but think just, he, he would definitely be a republican here though yeah, yeah, but, but like you know, when you look at his political views, because he's hard to pin down, at, at least by American standards. Because I mean, he's gay, so he's pro gay mm-hmm. marriage, and he's pro, at least in the UK, like their well, the, the, their welfare state, um, and uh, he's 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 been very critical of gun uh, laws. Uh, I'm sorry, he's been very critical of of the right, the American rights views on guns. He's for their like social safety nets over there. He or at least he's much more in favor of it yeah. than than I think you know uh, you would expect yeah. a conservative to be, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but uh, um, but but you know that but he's you know even though he's he's a, he's a conservative um, he's he, he I think he, he calls himself a cultural Christian because he is an atheist but but I like that about him where he's just kind of all over the place he's kind of hard to pigeonhole 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and uh, uh. Yeah. So that's why I picked him. Nice. Nice pick. Yeah. Um. I don't know how to do this now. I don't know. <laughs> if it, I swear I've seen so many drafts, but I've never seen two. Mm. So I don't know if it makes sense to do two and two. Right. I guess so. Be one, one, two. I guess you get another one now. So go ahead. Didn't I just do two though? Because I did Elon. Oh, you did Douglas. do two. You're yeah. right. Okay, so it's me. Yeah. All right. Now I do two. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Barry Weiss. Mm, good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Barry Weiss because as much as I say that uh, journalists are the worst people in the world, um, I also love good journalism. Like I forget sometimes how much I really enjoy legitimate good journalism because it feels like there's so little of that yeah. and barry weiss does that like her her podcast is not it's not one of those podcasts where i watch any episode no matter what uh, there are only a handful of those that i listen to or there are only a handful of podcasts that like basically I just listen to the newest episode every single time and i follow like i follow probably 15 20 podcasts and maybe five of those it's like okay they have a new episode i'm listening to it it's hers is not with that like Right. hers is um and this is honestly with barry weiss um hers but when i do listen to an episode which is pretty frequently they're usually like phenomenal yeah. just like detailed and informative and interesting and she asks great questions she's uh, personable and not condescending and um and like i'm just surprised it's, i don't know why i'm still surprised but i'm like wow i really enjoy that listening from like start to finish to this episode um she's uh, kind of famously quit the new york times yeah um <clears throat> over let's say over the crits yep. uh, over over progressive craziness like douglas murray she's also gay um, married to a woman and um you know doesn't fit in any you know, doesn't fit into any sort of category yep. uh, easily. I definitely don't think she would consider herself a conservative. I definitely think she would be much more firmly, like a firmly old school liberal, yep. probably still voting Democrat in a lot of stuff. I don't know. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, so she's not one of those people who just like went from establishment liberal Democrat to like, oh, now I'm like a far right influencer or something like that. Because you right. see a lot of that. Um, but just... Someone who, like off the top of my head, I mean, the Oberlin episode was fantastic. She's done great episodes on um, transgender things, um, uh, current events. I think her episode on, on like Kyle Rittenhouse, I believe, was uh, an amazing one. Just really informative stuff, and um, I and also the Free Press, which is her Substack. It used to be called Common Sense. Yeah. That's the free press. They're one of the few subsects that I, rest, I I regularly check out. Yeah. And I just think she's, oh, and a founder of um, Austin University. Is that yeah. it? There's the University yeah. of Austin, mm -hmm. um, which is very impressive that they started a university from scratch with, and I think a lot of these people are connected to that, but I think she spearheaded it as one of the yeah. founding members of it. And I think it's really cool. Like, I don't know. I don't have kids yet. By the time I have, I have kids I, and they're looking at colleges. I hope that they, you know, that has established respected university now in a really cool city. It's not like they went and built some compound in the middle of nowhere, like they put yeah. in, in, in Austin, Texas. Yeah. A lot of um, interesting people there, uh, businesses. A lot of these people moved to Austin. Um, so I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm just really impressed with her. And I definitely think that she, um, 
yeah, I, I, I always, I share a lot of her episodes and I think that, you know, she should be in anyone's regular rotation. If you're a fan of these sorts of people, you're a fan of us. Um, yeah. You should definitely check out honestly with Barry Weiss, her podcast and uh, the free press for, for um, written journalism. Um, I agree. And I have a, a quick little aside here. So I have this quote. Uh, I, I, I often uh, write down and save my favorite quotes, either from like, um, like a book that I'm reading or an article or something, or, or just yeah. like really good prose or something. We're like, oh, that's just such a cool cat, you know, turn of phrase. And so I have this one. It's actually it's from Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I, I don't remember which which book it was. But um, I want to quote tweet some shitty like LA times journalist when they, whenever they get all self-righteous on Twitter. And I want and I want I want to use this quote. He had a vision of himself as a reporter, trench coated, saber tongued, a fearless champion of truth and justice. He saw himself working late at night, lonely and feverish at a desk in the empty newsroom, pounding out stories that would rock the city at dawn. It's so, like, just like this, whatever, like a journalist who thinks of himself like a superhero. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it reminds me of when, uh, what's her, who's the, who's the Taylor Lorenz? Oh yeah. And she like, she like knocked on a door and I don't want to give it away, but she knocked on a, a Chaya Rachik's Rachik's door yeah, yeah. or yeah. something, and walked in. Yeah, and people were like, "That's a shoe leather journalist." It was like she knocked on a door. Like, give me a goddamn break. She should go and bet herself with like some separatist group in Bosnia. Like she went right. to Brooklyn, where like, she probably lives, and knocked on a door or something. They told her to fuck off. Like <laughs> shoe leather journalism. <laughs> I'll give her credit. I mean, like she, you, know, she she uh, stepped out much farther than most journalists. <laughs> yes, but I think she thought of herself as like I I'm a journalist today. I earned my journalist like, just pounding the city beat. Just like. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Right. Um, so it's my pick again. I'm yes. gonna go with this. Is tough. Mm. I mean, all honestly, they're all tough. A lot of yeah. these people, by the way, could be completely switched around. Um, ooh. you know what? I'm gonna go with four. I'm gonna go with Coleman Hughes. Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Coleman. Um, He's great. I love that guy. Yeah, Coleman and I from the same county in New Jersey represent, and uh, he's <laughs> and he's unfortunate. Uh, that's the one flaw of him. I he's think. probably the youngest person on this on my list. Mm. Maybe I'd have to check. He's He's definitely with the young. I mean, Coleman. You don't have super... Greta Thunberg. On, you don't have Greta, <laughs> Greta Thunberg. Uh, she's oh my gosh, she's something else. Um, it's like, well, you've seen that meme that you know the Domino's meme where it's like, yeah, where it's like, like, like an autistic Swedish girl gives a speech and then it's like the entire European grid fails. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah an autistic <laughs> Swedish girl gives a speech at the UN. And it's like the entire the the entire European electrical grid fails. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, Coleman Hughes. Yeah, uh, he's many things. Also, I think which is very cool. Like Ro like Rogan, he was a Juilliard train. Like he went to Juilliard, I think, for a semester or a year, but that that was his choice. It's not like he failed out or I kicked out. He's yeah. a, I think a trombonist or a trum so, yeah. trumpist. <coughs> definitely um, a horn player. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a horn player. Also a rapper, mm -hmm. but he's really an intellectual. Um, so smart and just completely 
like such an anomaly. For instance, I know his background a lot because he talks about it. He's from uh, Montclair, New Jersey, which is a very mixed place, very desirable suburb of New York City. I think Stephen Colbert <laughs> lives there. They have like the Montclair. You know, you can get there are good Ethiopian restaurants and a music and a movie festival. And it's a very it's like that perfect, like 35 minutes outside of New York City suburb, but still like itself has a lot to do. Mm -hmm. um, which is tough to find. Right. Um, he's from there. Mixed people. It was annoying because they were always good at like every sport in high school. So they were big, diverse schools. Right. Fucking yeah. line. Um, <laughs> huge school with you know white kids, black kids, Latinos, all types. And uh, his mom was like a card carrying Marxist Puerto Rican. His dad was black. Um, he was in a very like it's very where where we're from. I'm from the same area. Like definitely probably two thirds liberal to conservative. Um, went to Columbia of all places, you know, very, probably one of the most just grossly liberal play schools yeah. um, in the country, especially an Ivy league school. Like, a, uh, we're not talking about some like small liberal arts school out in Oregon, right? This is an Ivy league school. And he pushed back a bunch of that craziness. Like he didn't keep it to himself. He wrote in the school paper. He put himself out there. He argued against a lot of the, uh, insanity. I think Barry Weiss also went to Columbia and, and did some of this too, got in mm. fights with professors and stuff. I think yeah. that's more like Israel Palestine shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> Coleman, I mean, it's not just like, oh, he hit it. And then years later, uh, when he had a platform, he talked about it. like, no, he was very open about it. He says he lost dates and girlfriends and stuff yeah. because of it. Yeah. Um, and now is just a really interesting thinker. He's not just some. I don't want to say token as the right word, but like he's not like a conservative right wing Trump black young kid who a young kid. He's probably mid to late 20s. But yeah. um, where that's like, oh, it's a niche like, no, he he criticizes Trump. He criticizes uh, conservative stuff. But I dev I think he considers himself a black conservative. I'm not exactly sure. He might push back against that, but definitely heterodox. Yeah. He's one of the first people to write something anti black lives matter during the great awakening. Yeah. Um, I think I'd heard about him before that, but that really, I think, uh, erupted him back onto the scene, at least with me, yeah. and, and kind of back into the zeitgeist. Like, hey, there are people who are against this shit. Yeah. And again, he gets more credence in this area because he is young and he's a black man, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I find his, like Barry Weiss, he gives really interesting interviews. He's well-versed in a lot of different areas. He's open to um, debate. Uh, he's tried to debate Ibram X. Kendi many times. Yeah. Uh, Kendi won't do it. Um, shit. Like he's yeah. scared of a kid. Like, he's kind of like the opposite Kendi, to be honest. Like, yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He's like the he's like the exact opposite of a Kendi. Um, write a book, how to be anti-Kendi. <laughs> he no, no, he just came out with a book. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's about color blindness or something. Or I think like literally this week he oh, came, nice. I, I put it on my um audio book list because yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna buy the book list in the audio book. I, I have a lot, but um with more like nonfiction stuff, I'm I'm okay doing audio books. Yeah. Uh but anyway, I just I think he's really smart and interesting. Um, I don't know why his podcast on Spotify isn't updated since December. Maybe that's because he was working on the book. Hmm. Um, but I heard him on he did a he did an episode of the fifth column with Camille Foster. There's just yep. the two of them. Um there's a blacks only podcast episode because <laughs> the other two co-hosts are white. But yeah. they, they they did one. Camille's also very interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just kind of talked about the usual race, uh, race essentialism. Um, Camille is a lot more, I don't know if you're going to pick him, so I won't talk too much about him, but Camille's like total anti, he's like anti, anti-racist. Like Camille's like yeah. anti-race. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, I don't think Coleman goes that far. 
Um, but and they have share a lot of views and they disagree about a lot. But he's he's definitely worth the listen and the read. And I can't really recommend him enough. He's my he's you know, my fourth pick for crit fighter. And it's funny because like so many of his views on race are just sort of and and I I, I don't want to undermine you know his 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 thoughts on this, but like so many of of, of his thoughts on race are just sort of like yeah, that was the liberal view twenty years ago. Like that was. Yeah. Like like colorblindness yeah. and like wherever he grew up in Montclair, it was like it was so diverse, and he never felt racism. He never felt like special no. for his race. He never felt at a disadvantage for his race. Yeah, you know. And he had friends who were Asian and white and black, and like it was. And his mom. I mean, if anyone like that's what's so impressive to me is that his parents weren't you know Thomas Sowell and uh, Zora Neale Hurston. His parents were. His mom was a Marxist. Like, like if anyone was going to be influenced by that, it would be him who would yeah. you know, be putting the cultural Marxism first. And he, it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when I first heard about him, like I thought he was much older than he was. And so I was yeah. uh, taken aback when he was like, he, he was still in college. I think he might've still been an undergrad. He, he was like 21 or 22 when he first kind of exploded on the scene. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't but, see exactly how old he is. Oh my God. He was born in 1996. <laughs> yeah. 27 yeah he's 27 yeah it's crazy man but uh, oh he went um, to newark yeah he went to newark academy like again so he didn't even go to montclair high school he went to newark academy which is yeah. you know exactly what it's uh, newark so first of all newark academy is not in newark it's not really yeah. that close to newark it's right. a private school an expensive private school uh, so so it's not even like he went to the public school hmm. yeah. but uh yeah so he's a good one i, I think i'm gonna steal him from you so my next pick is Coleman Hughes. So the reason why no, I'm kidding, um, I, I'm going <laughs> to pick uh, Quentin Tarantino. Really? Oh yeah. my god! Did not. Interesting. Go for it. Yeah. Let it yes. Let it um, so uh, I don't even know what his own sp specific political views are. Oh, like other than like, I, I can think of two instances where he's kind of hinted at what his politics are. When he was on Joe Rogan, he he said I was accused of being right wing, but I'm not. I'm not right wing. I, um, so yeah. there's that. But other Which, than, I'm not finished. I, I, yeah. That's just so absurd to me. I know. Yeah. And then uh, um, I do remember uh, this is before George Floyd. It's probably like 2012, 2013. Um, but there was a case of of like a police brutality thing. Uh, uh, I, I don't remember who the victim was. It, 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 they were black, though. And I remember him criticizing police about that and getting a lot of flack from the right. Hmm. Um, so other than that, I don't know what his actual political views are. And I also don't care, um, which is like, and I'm glad that he's just like pure artistry. He's just like, mm -hmm. I'm a director. I'm a film guy. Don't like, I'm not here to, to, to you know, preach ideology or politics. Um, and so, you know, we, we've brought up the case, uh, th th this particular instance several times before, but when he was promoting once upon a time in Hollywood and a journalist asked him, yeah. uh, uh, how come Margot Robbie's character, uh, you know, she played Sharon Tainfield. How come yeah. she had so few lines in the movie? And she was obviously going for a sort of like, how come the woman didn't get yeah. enough screen time? And Tarantino just shut her down immediately. And he said, um, I reject the premise of your question. Yeah. And I love that. I love, I love when an artist is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So can I, can I get my thoughts on yeah, why yeah. this is a good pick? Yeah. So first of all, the whole like Tarantino right wing, like he made a movie about hunting Nazis and he yeah. kills Hitler. He made a movie about a black cowboy where they he whips uh, enslavers yep. like like he he shoots many slave owners burns yep. down a plantation 
like it's it's like a black revenge movie he makes a he makes his own spin on a black exploitation movie with like a powerful you know what was it like the strong female lead oh, um pam greer yeah yep. yeah pam greer <clears throat> he he makes movies that like blend different cultures uh you know a lot of japanese culture with the kill bills lots of westerns um it's so bizarre to me that because he says the n-word in pulp fiction okay. that it's like he he like the, that character is supposed to be a dick yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's a weird scene now that doesn't age well. Right. But I don't find like, and also in his book, we've talked about, he says why, you know, he's, I don't say he was raised by black people, but there were his mom, dated a lot of black guys who were kind of like father figures to him. And uh, he would be in, he would be the only little red haired white kid in a lot of situations. And he, I, I don't know, like no, that's a different argument, but that yeah. doesn't make him right wing. Yeah, and he loves black culture. Um, yes, like, you know, he he's, does. He's, he's gotten criticized from like uh, Spike Lee um, for like you know his movies and, and the, the use yeah. of the N word and stuff. But it's like, dude, he loves like he genuinely loves black. Yeah, he even said in, in that book that we that we talked about, which was um, he's like, yeah, you know, in, in the sixties and seventies, I wasn't listening to rock. I was listening to R and B. I was listening to uh, yeah. to, to soul. Um, and so, like he, he and, and 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 like so many of, of, of like the black characters in his movies are really cool, kick-ass characters. So it's like they're very cool. Yeah, Spike yeah. Lee always has real uh, realistic representations of white people too in his movies, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I like. I like a lot of Spike Lee movies, sure. uh, but yeah, he, Spike Lee can be a total pain in the ass. Mm. Um, yeah, this is a cool pick because it's like a pure, like he's not, he's fighting the crits by being himself. Yeah, and because I think what Tarantino would say, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna speculate that mm -hmm. he would use the same argument that you like brought Black Coleman uses. Like, wait, this used to be totally fine and yeah. cool, and actually like fighting the power, like creating violent movies that have like killing Hitler, killing slave owners, yeah. like that used to be totally not only acceptable but um, like empowering. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Kill Bill, like the strong female lead is a woman who uses physical prowess uh and a samurai sword like a katana yeah. and speaks different languages and can fight any man and like that is awesome shit and yeah. uh and and i think that him not caving yeah is uh, and being such a big name being you know he's uh, he's an la kid mm -hmm. he's uh you know uh, one of the few directors i think now still that people like just go see the tarantino movie like they still call it that right yeah, yeah like even big big directors like i don't think anyone's saying they're gonna go see the uh what's his name um i'm blanking dune villeneuve oh, yeah, yeah. Go, like no one's saying i'm gonna see the villeneuve movie they're saying i'm gonna see dune yeah like even, even though it's the same thing like i'm gonna see any of villeneuve's movies but it's yeah. not i'm gonna go see the villeneuve movie it's yeah, like, Tarantino is like a genre in and of himself. Very, so. I think people say that about Tarantino, about Nolan. Like, I'm going to see the newest Nolan movie, yeah. but there aren't many. Right. And right. he hasn't caved. He makes exactly what he wants to make. And yeah, that's a really cool pick. I didn't even think of that. But that's a very you pick, too, because it's very much like he's fighting the crits with art. Right. And and also just like, you know, because there, there, there's a lot of right wing, you know, uh, like like uh, uh, like comedians and in films and you know, like the you know, Daily Wire, the Daily Wire is getting to film production and it's very heavy handed. And, and so I, I just like the idea. Of, like, of, did of, we predict that or was that already going on? We were like, there's just going to become right oh, yeah. movies. 
Yeah, yeah. And it becomes just as heavy handed as a lot of Hollywood stuff. So I love the fact that that there's something very pure about Tarantino, which is like, hey, look, you know, I was getting shit from the right when I when I was criticizing, you know, police brutality. And I'm getting shit from the left um, because of my portrayal of black people. I don't care. I'm gonna keep doing it. So I love just like, no, just keep being pure. Don't don't fall for politics or ideology. Just stick right. Just follow your muse. And that's it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's sweet. I'm always down to shoehorn Tarantino into an episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, there's you. something dangerous about it like it's, it's like he's the closest I, I can think of like a, a filmmaker as a rock star or like oh there's something dangerous about this guy you know so yeah that's 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 a good way to put it too i don't i don't know if there's anyone left like no. that okay um Who's so there? i guess i get another one yeah you get two All right i'm gonna pick uh matt taibbi yeah that's good but he was on my list too yeah, um, you know, uh, for pretty for, for reasons very similar to uh, uh, why you picked Barry Weiss, where it's like he represents he's, he's like one of the few sort of like old guard journalists um, yeah. that, that are still active. Um, and he's also, you know, uh, he's very principled. Yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 he criticized the right for for a good chunk of his sure. career. Um but now he's getting it from the left and sort of, but like he, his views haven't changed. His principles haven't changed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, and also like he, he's, he's, he's very eloquent and he's very, um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't fight harder than is necessary. Um, like, you know, whenever he's debated anyone, um, he's always been very like polite and, and civil. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a good sane uh, figure in these chaotic times. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Taibi is even more like, honestly, more probably which is a shoe leather than like then Barry Weiss would even be like, he's very much in the nitty gritty. Yeah. I know he's done a lot of work over in Easter, like in Russia and the middle yeah. East, I think the middle East. Um, he's yeah, he, he's <clears throat> very principled and um, obviously is a crit fighter in terms of fighting back against the, some of the biggest crits who are yeah. the social media companies pre, you know, pre Elon, really Elon, taking over Twitter is what allowed, um, the, you know, the Twitter files to, to come out and yeah. tell you be kind of spearheading that. Yep. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a great pick mm. and he could be, yeah, I think he could be even higher too on either of our lists. Like I said, yeah. these guys aren't, these, these guys and gals aren't, um, you know, it's tough. Like I could switch a lot of them around, but that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good pick. All right. My turn. Yeah. You did too, right? Yep. This is tough. This this is really getting tough. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. All right, I'm gonna go with a uh, t- kind of opposite, somewhat not opposite, but just a total different direction here. I'm gonna go with libs of TikTok. Mm, okay, account, interesting. Because unlike these other ones that are a lot more, um, a lot more either journalistic or principled value that those aren't the right term. I'm not like knocking libs of TikTok, but they're a lot more about debate and ideas and values. Libs of TikTok is purely just, I mean, it, it's in, it, it's about just owning the libs and it's um, calling them out on their shit. Like, it's calling like, them out on their shit, but it's also, at least it started and got real popular. All it does uh, is putting up a mirror to it yeah. or, or, or giving it a projector or whatever you want to call it. And just showing a lot of other people what is going on. And it's, I feel like it really started in classrooms. It's like these crazy teachers Yeah. that, um, you know, if they're, if, and lives with TikTok. So I'm picking the, the account it's try a 
Chai, I think how you pronounce her name, Rachich, uh-huh. Rachich. Yeah. Um, now you know she's open. Now she was doxxed. Uh, she's a Taylor Lorenz was the one. Yeah, she in thirties, twenties, thirties, thirties. I think thirties. I, uh, I think she's a real estate agent or something from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so the account I think surpassed over a million, and now probably many more um, by just doing what it says, just showing the libs on TikTok to people who aren't on TikTok, which is TikTok's a much much younger uh, like user base. And just saying like, hey, look at this shit. And and while I don't, I've, I've said it many times, I don't think the comedy of like point and laugh at the blue haired freak, like mm-hmm. I don't think that's comedy. And when comedians do that, but she's not being comedian, this is informative. Just yeah. say, hey, you know, this is a second grade teacher in you know the, the Chicago public school, or this is a eighth grade teacher in this private school in New York City or whatever it is, uh, or right. in Georgia or Arizona, whatever. And um, she became very famous. And uh, I think it's exactly like this is kind of a fighting libs where they are type thing, like exposing yeah. the shit, because it's not just, um, you know, these these people, they're, she didn't surreptitiously record their group meeting somewhere she didn't try and do a yeah. what's his name a james o'keefe right <laughs> like, right project veritas did things like their videos are public like yeah. this is public. they are so feel so like bolstered by the their communities and the the social structures that have been created for them that yeah. they can say this wild shit yeah. about what they're doing to students you know pr- like lack of parental rights um brain like openly admitting to trying to brainwash students turning them into soldiers for whatever bullshit cause they have and all she's doing is curating it like basically she's a curator and and that's important too like we need journalism like coleman hughes and barry weiss and we also need people to just expose to to expose the rest of us unfortunately expose us to this craziness that is not you know i mean this is this was a saying for so long. It's like, no, no, they'll just stay at Reed College. Right. They'll yeah. just stay at Vassar. Like they'll just stay at Oberlin. It's like, no, it's not. It's in your classroom now. Yeah. It's in the it's it's in your boardroom. It's in your uh, HR department. And um she's I think very uh, responsible for that. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, no, she she absolutely helped um you know shine a spotlight on on this craziness where it's like what like there's there are teachers who are trying to you know teach nine-year-olds about how to have safe non-binary anal sex like no like get that shit out of schools no like yeah um so yeah no that's a good one yeah yeah um all right i got another pick here how many picks are we doing seven i think so uh what are we at right i'm picking my sixth now you're you're picking the sixth um yeah i guess we'll do seven yeah you want to do seven okay um Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go with. Sorry. I think I know who you're going to pick. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with, I'll go with Schellenberger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, I'll go Michael Schellenberger. Um, I, I loved his book. It was the first when when Spotify added audiobooks to premium, um, it was the first one I, I listened to. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about San Francisco here. I know he has some others. 
yep. um, environmental one. So Schellenberger, his background was he was like a liberal environmental activist type person. I think either from or moved to Berkeley, California, uh, kind of in that scene, um, has been very vocal about um, the craziness of, of, I mean, his book, San Francisco, is about how progressives ruin cities. That's the yeah. subtitle. Um, and he's not just he's not just doing the you know point and look at the misery of these progressive cities and how crazy they are. He he comes up with solutions. He talks to all different types of people, um, activists, homeless people, uh, doctors, um, you know, jail wardens, like prison wardens, like what like all different types of people. What works, what doesn't work. Yep. He has big plans that he would like. He ran for governor, of course, he didn't win, um, but. Governor of California, but uh, I think his, you know, his book bucks. It came out I think twenty twenty one, really bucks the trend of a lot of what was going on. It's like no, this is all. Not only is this destructive to cities, this is destructive to the people it, it, it pretends to help. Yeah. It um, or <clears throat> pretends to help it. Uh, it can be reversed. Like there are, and it can be done humanely. There need to be consequences for act. Like there's tons of, he, he debunks a lot of the whole like, oh, well, port the Portuguese model or the, the Netherlands models. Like, no, those are not what you think they are. They can be good, but that's not what's going on here. It's kind of the worst of both worlds. It's like yeah. we legalize everything, but then there are no repercussions. That's not what goes on in the Netherlands and in Portugal and in a lot of cities that have what are supposed to be um, more liberal drug laws. Uh, you're not, and, and he, I don't know, like, I'm not going to give the whole point of the book, but it's like, no, like he gives hope also because this can change yeah. and he breaks it down in a really interesting way. And again, he comes from that side. He's not some, um, he, he's not like a, just a Republican from the suburbs who has contempt for the cities and wants to see them fail. Like, no, he wants these cities to succeed. That's like, yeah. like me too. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want, like, I, I always said the line, that Tennessee Williams said is uh, America has three cities, New York, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Everywhere else is Cleveland. I don't believe, I don't believe that. Cause I think right. actually, I think there are a lot of really cool small cities in this country. Sure. Um, and Los Alexis, Angeles is one of them. It's pretty small. I, I think Los Angeles is cool. It's not small, but um, <laughs> there are a lot of great cities, but, yeah, yeah. but the point is like San Francisco would not be in that list anymore. And New York, I mean, New York's New York, but um, it, it's like, 20 times bigger than San Francisco, yeah. but uh, I want to see them succeed. I want them to yeah. be clean and safe and thriving. Like I don't, I'm not one of these people who is in red America and it's like, Oh yeah, let's see them crash and burn. Cause they're a bunch of libs. Like, no, I don't want that at all. And right. I think he's the same way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I definitely recommend his books. I don't know if he has a podcast. I'm assuming he does. Cause kind of everyone does, yeah. but uh, he's a really interesting read. He's a great podcast guest. You guys know he's been on Rogan at least once, maybe twice. Mm -hmm. um, and I know he was with Taibi on the Twitter files. Uh, yeah. Investigation. And, and I, I really like his thoughts on, on the environment too, where he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, there are some problems, but we can solve them. It's not, it's not like humanity is going to go extinct in 12 years. Like AOC. Yeah. Was saying. It's like yeah. He's a big <laughs> nuclear, he's a big nuclear advocate and he's kind of yeah. sold me on that. I actually have a, book about I, his other book apocalypse never and then i have another book about nuclear power yeah. on, on my list too um same thing like you know 15 years ago he would have been like a darling of the democratic it's like totally democratic. normal yeah just yeah like, like totally he, normal democrat and 
Yeah. You know, he's educated. Um, he cares about the environment. He's pro LGB. Like, um, but you know, <laughs> but it's because know, he's not... against like shitting on the sidewalk. Yeah, and, and you know the fisherman's wharf or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. like being seventy percent left wing. That's not enough. It's like if if you're no. unless you're one hundred and ten percent progressive on every single issue, then you, you you're yeah. basically alt right. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's great. He's a, he's a good boy. So then it's your then it's your last two picks. I don't know if we did this right. And then my last pick. Ooh, last two picks. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we might have done that wrong and we're done, but that's okay. I think I think it would be one because uh wait, we're doing seven. Oh yeah, we're doing seven. seven. You have yeah, five. You're right. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go for a big a big one. Uh Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I just because you know my room's never been cleaner uh, since I started listening to him. So um what, what, what i i want to you know there, there are plenty of obvious things that i like about him I, you know they're he, he says some crazy stuff sometimes but um i, I want to shine a light on on some of the the smaller things about him that i admire um he's really good at like shrugging off uh certain like like there are things about him that are easy to make fun of but he kind of leans into him like he's got that kermit the frog voice yeah um <laughs> So, but like he, he for 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 a while when they were trying to use that against him, then he was like posting memes about it, and it's like, oh, cool, like see, like you know, you're that the, the weapon is powerless against me. There's one where where uh, like the the, the the red skull or the red skull, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, but he wasn't he leading into it. Yeah, that yeah 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 he was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's really good at sort of like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna use that that weapon. I'm gonna turn it into something funny. Um, so I think he has this quote where something like. Um, any weapon that you use uh, against your enemy will be used against you at mm -hmm. some point. So yeah. um, I think he's, he's, he's sticking to what he's uh, uh, preaching there. Um, and same thing there where it's like, I mean, he, he's probably center right. And, and, and now that he's on the, the Daily Wire, you know, he's, he's probably more conservative. Um, but like probably like 20 years ago, he probably would have been like, uh, he, he did say that he was, he was a member of, of the, the like, uh, liberal party in canada um but he was left he really he, yeah holy shit that um, surprises me and he did volunteer work for like the like in like a local indigenous tribe like mm. there's there's not a whole lot of obvious there's not a whole lot to him where it's like oh yeah he's obviously a, a conservative it's like yeah i don't know he's, he's he, there's there's plenty of stuff and he's, he's been very um complimentary of like canada's healthcare system yeah uh so i don't you know there's not a he, he's he's not as right wing as 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 like you say Candace Owens or something, but um, mm. but either way, um, uh, yeah, he, he's really good at like articulating things where it's like I didn't know that, but I feel like I like 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 he, he kind of brings a lot of things to the service. We're like, oh yeah, that's just like there's like this sort of intrinsic human wisdom that we all kind of know, but like he kind of shines a spotlight on it. He's a good does a good job of like um like articulating it. So um yeah, I think he's a good thinker. And uh, he's uh, and also he's just a brave dude, like just you know okay. standing up to the stupid kids at the University of Toronto. Yeah, um, yeah. He's um, also been attacked for not for opposing like the mandatory pronouning. Yeah, stuff that's going. I, Canada does not have the free speech that we have, and it seems like a nightmare. Uh, and, fuck Canada, man. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, nothing good comes from Canada. Yeah, not one thing. I'm just kidding. We have good guests on. We have a, a bunch of our guests. We have a weirdly a lot of guests from Canada. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think they're the ones who are like, start, like they're the ones who are suffering. And when I say fuck Canada, like I don't mean like I don't mean like like the country. I mean like no. you know, the, the politics. I really, I, Trudeau might be one of my least favorite politicians, and wow. I think Canada's. Uh, I follow random. I like this YouTuber JJ McCullough. Um, mm. he, he he's good. He's a he, he's also like a gay conservative there, mm. but again, conservative there. Not all of them. Like he might even be a Democrat here. Not yeah, that they yeah. don't far right, they do. But yeah. um. He does a lot of like I learned more about Canadian politics just from watching his videos. Yeah. And then I follow some stuff. And I think the conservatives are set to win like the biggest majority they've ever had there. Yeah. Um, but the, you never know. Um all right. <laughs> so yeah, finish up, do your last pick. I'm gonna do my last pick, and then I always want to run through the honorable mentions. Yeah, not that we have to talk about them, but because I, I want to post this when we, mm. when we post the episode and I wanna, you know, give shout outs to people that we didn't get to. Yeah. Um I'll, I'll, I'll pick I'll pick the other Weinstein brother. I'll pick uh, Brett Weinstein. Brett, okay. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I've always enjoyed listening to him. He, again, he's a pretty far left guy, um, but you know, uh, because he's not woke, then it's like you know, he might as and then you know, it, like it's funny, like when the whole um, what was the college uh, that the whole he went thing? to? Um... No, no, the, 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 the one he taught it. Oh, Evergreen State College. Evergreen right? State, yeah, not Reed. It, it's another small. Yeah, but um, he, you know, he, he got associated with the right because Tucker Carlson was the only like mainstream journalist who would have him on a show. And and but it was just sort of like, all right, cool. I, I get lumped in with the right, just but they're the ones who are friendly towards me. So I don't know what else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I love his bravery and also like the dark, the dark horse podcast. Do, do, do you know what a dark horse means? Like what the meaning dark, of a dark horse is like someone is not expected to win. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, so I, I like that, you know, it, it, that's kind of like a big part of his, I think kind of philosophy. It mm -hmm. is similar to his brother, Eric, where it's sort of like, sometimes the solution will come from like the least, um, uh, uh ex expected person. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, he was right on a fair number of things during COVID, uh, like, you know, that it came from, it came from a lab. Um, and and kind of sounding the alarm bells with the vaccine but uh, he took so much shit and he was demonetized and he was shadow banned and all that and he's handled it pretty gracefully as far as I'm, i can tell mm -hmm. so i like that i think he's a good role model for that so um yeah brett weinstein all right yeah i don't know as much about brett uh, i think i listened to the i think one of the big rogan episodes mm -hmm two three years ago mm. where he was very much trying to make the i mean he was very censored yeah not just in covid stuff but in terms of political ideas he wanted to basically create a you know god forbid you create a unity party and that's right like, yeah like they got kicked off of twitter yeah yeah absolutely insane and he basically just wanted to take like the good of the right and the good of the left and have them come together and form you know a political party that people could get behind and isn't about you know just the worst common denominator of all of us and of yeah. course that gets and that's why i don't mind about people losing their jobs in the media and about yeah. people who left twitter like i don't mind that because that's you know that they're not um they're they're, they're just shutting down other people they're shutting down ideas and uh, i have no tolerance for that yeah uh, but i don't know too much about him outside of those kind of big ideas that he was very covid and vaccine skeptic yep and um and the more political ideas yep. i'm kind of i'm kind of stuck on this last one because there's a lot that's why i really want to do the honorable mentions mm, yeah but i'm gonna go with hmm 
because I don't know what direction I want to go in. I kind of, okay, I'm going to go with, give me one more sec. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go with the bar pod, blocked and reported. Oh, yeah, good. Um, So that's co-hosts, uh, Katie Herzog and Jesse Single. Yep. Um, what's so funny is that like another person I was between, like they don't even like like each other. Like they and but that's but they think they both serve similar functions in fighting the crits in different yeah. ways. Um, Barpod also is one of these like makes me love journalism. They do deep dives into that. What they, I think they mark themselves as like internet bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. They definitely had a more gender ideology bent for a while and probably still do and that's just because that's what they knew knew the most about katie worked for the stranger a very 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 progressive gender queer publication in seattle and uh and was famously you know got a lot of shit and had wanted posters up around seattle with her face on them because she wrote stuff about like detransitioners i think don't quote Mm -hmm. me on that Something, you know, if that wasn't um, stuck to the orthodoxy, sticking to the orthodoxy. And Jesse also did a lot of detransition stuff, trans issues, but they just do all types of interesting um, deep dives into mm. all things from internet communities to things that happen very much in real life. The latest episode, Jesse actually isn't on because he's, I think, writing a book. They mm. had Susie Weiss on, who's Barry Weiss's daughter, uh, not daughter, it's Barry Weiss's uh, sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was really interesting about what I love. I'll get to that. But what I love about Blocked and Report is, and I wish more podcasts did this, is they return to old things. It's like, oh, remember that story from two years ago? Well, here's what happened with that. Remember that podcast episode that we did last year? Well, here's an update on that. And I really appreciate no. that nice. because it keeps things like people, you know, it, it, it's like, oh, it makes me feel good. It's like, oh, this is the outcome of that really shitty situation, but I'm glad it came out this way. I mean, they they went on like the Red House in Portland where there was exactly what you would think, like anarchy craziness um, about a black indigenous family being evicted. And what I will say is go listen to that episode till the very end. And there's such a great twist in it in the last 15 minutes. And it's just like, mm, like to a T, like chef's kiss. uh, Wonderful, wonderful uh, irony in in that episode. But I just really appreciate them for doing all types of, uh, great, um, great, interesting work on just things that are intriguing, like yeah. like people like a, a, a writer at a Philadelphia public broadcasting who does comedy on the side and got canceled because someone saw him and you know he's a Arab Muslim and you know he's of course being attacked by white people even though he's doing jokes about Muslims and all like the usual shit um, and I just really. Uh, all, all, all types of interesting work, stuff on furries, stuff on um, pedophiles, stuff on detransitioners, trans stuff. Like it, it's kind of like journalism on journalism too, which is very cool. Yeah, uh, and I just really like them. And again, they're one of my one of my pods that I probably listen to every episode because they're a once the I believe they're a once a week pod. Right. So they're kind of like, oh, I like that where it's like, oh, I listen to them on Mondays because they pretty much always come out with the episode on Monday. Um, I think they might have premium too, but I'm sorry, I don't I don't pay for theirs. I think no. I'm too cheap, but um, <laughs> but I do love them and I promote them and I think they're great. And you should uh, listen to Blocked and Reported. Yeah, I agree. All right, well that wraps up the draft. Yeah, 
Do you have anyone you just want to run through? You don't have to give details about them, but yeah, yeah. Who, who were on your list? Yeah, uh, I want to mention the uh, uh, um, the grievance uh, studies hoax uh, people. So that's James Lindsay, Peter Bogosian, and Helen Pleckrose. Um, are Very they, cool. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Peter Bogosian, yeah. James Lindsay. I, I like. I think he's kind of losing the plot a little. I think he's yeah. getting a little too. I, I honestly saw this a little with Jordan Peterson. I hope he does yeah. better. I know you like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about, I like him. I, yeah. I just, but some of these guys, I think they have a lot going on. I know Jordan Peterson has health issues. I don't think James Lindsay does, but James Lindsay is a little too, um, let's just say I didn't follow him and he's a little too, uh, it's a little too much. Yeah. He, he's, he's definitely going in some, he's gone in some directions, uh, in, in recent years, uh, that, uh, I'm not entirely comfortable with. Um, but I, but I admire what he, along with the Bogosian and Fleckrose did with like shining a spotlight on what's going on with academia. How, um, so I picture, how I picture James Lindsay is he's, he's like the meme of Charlie with all the red, you know, lines connecting everything and his hair's all crazy. You know that meme? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's kinda, and it's like, <laughs> dude, you gotta, at least again, I haven't really seen him in a while. The sure. op where, so a, I think a good version of a, a better version, of James Lindsay, who was on yeah. my list yeah. is Chris Rufo. Mm, I think he's yeah. a lot like they're very similar and even work together. But he yeah. seemed a lot more reasonable, and like I said, like Barpod critic like does not like Chris Rufo, which is funny yeah. because yeah. I was kind of between them with who to pick. Yeah, and and they criticize him. I think Chris Rufo is, um, I don't want to say not principled, but he's fighting fire with fire. Yeah, and it's like, well, that means we have to get people fired and canceled, like for what we believe. And I don't necessarily agree with all of that, but I also get it. It's like you're starting at a deficit. Yeah. What with with their with what they believe because every like so like 95% of colleges or whatever are captured by yeah. this. So you have to fight back. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like I, I don't think I don't want everyone to be like that, but you need some of that too. Um, and I've heard him and I think he's portrayed sometimes as like a crazy person, mm-hmm. like more of a James Lindsay, kind of losing the plot. Yeah. But he seemed very calm and collected, very uh, I heard him on a good uh uh debate with Yasha Monk. Mm-hmm. Um who they have a lot, they agree on a lot, but just like have different approaches. Yasha is more of the, you know, get back to classic liberalism and debate and all that. He's like, we that's out the door. Like right. we're past that. We need to fight back more, take over school boards, take over, take over councils. Um, and I just, I appreciated that a lot more and it seemed more persuasive. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, here's one here. I have Chloe Valdery again, another oh, just yeah. total, yeah, just yeah. total different. Like she, she even uses terms like anti-racist and inclusion yeah. and ever, but she does it in a much better way yes. in terms of like, it's about love, about uplifting the civil rights movement. She's like very, very interesting where if I, I don't ever like, I would never want to do a DEI training, even though I've done them. But yeah. if you have to, I recommend her because yeah. it's about like bringing, like, it's not about Robin D'Angelo struggle sessions, yeah. you know, white fragility, oppress oppressor. No, it's about like, uh, the best of like the best of all of us, um, you know, the better angels of our, of our nature, let's say. And yeah. I just find her like really interesting. Also, she's from New Orleans, which I love. Very interesting upbringing. Um, and I think she like like a Coleman Hughes. I think she's I think she's very young mm-hmm. and kind of bucks the trend. She you know, she's a young black girl from a young black woman from a very blue city. And she's doing stuff like this. And it's really interesting. Um Again, but like totally different than like a Chris Rufo, like very, very different. Yeah. Uh, but I think also fighting the crits with love, let's say. Yeah. Um, 
did you have any others you wanted? To yeah, Daryl okay, Davis. <clears throat> oh yeah, Darryl, that's a good one. Darryl yeah, Davis. I love that guy. Um, he's wonderful, and I think um, similar to a Chloe Valdery in that respect. Oh yeah, yeah, taking a more like um, humanist approach um, uh, to to uh, you know like fighting this identitarianism yeah. um, and, and finding common ground. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it just cracks me up that that wokies are just like you know we have to fight racism by lecturing white people um who have done even if they've done nothing wrong they're still racist and we need to be condescending towards them and we need to remind them of their privilege and their bias whereas he is going with he's making friends with the worst of the worst like literal the like like actual racists yeah the members yeah. of the kkk yeah. and he's but he's doing it by becoming friends with them and being like yeah we have different skin colors so commendable yeah because like, i wouldn't <laughs> do that like these yeah. guys are are horrible pieces of shit yeah and it's like and he goes and like i'm saying that as a white guy mm, yeah and he's going as a black man is like that's so commendable and really cool and like chloe valder like the power of love and um connection yeah. like actually can do more good and he's doing it with real racists like yeah. actual hood wearing racists not you know the kid who wears a sombrero on cinco de mayo like, right exactly yeah um and he's he's deconverted uh over 200 members of the clan over the last few yeah, decades so that, it's that's, like that's great um so it's like yeah no i i like his approach to fighting racism much more than the you gotta yeah. lecture people on their on their privilege you yeah know? <laughs> yeah he's he's um, good yeah um so yeah i, think I have I have Jonathan Haidt. We kind oh, of yeah. talked about him. Yep. I have uh, the Red Scare podcast. They're one of my favorite podcasts. Again, they're one I listen to every episode. Um, they're they were part of like the dirtbag left. I don't think they'd even consider themselves left leftists anymore. Yeah. But just like I don't know, they're very interesting. I have a I have a breadth of information and like cult like very cultural. They know all types of writers and artists and photographers and fashion and politics and religion and anime and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and they're, you know, just very, they're kind of like, uh, I don't know where I, I, I decided we're marking ourselves as, uh, the internet stepbrothers. They're kind of like the internet stepsisters. Like they're kind of just like say, say whatever, you know, comes to mind and also switch their ideas. You know, they're not, they're not Republicans. They're not Democrats. They're, yeah. they've said who they'd vote for. They've changed, you know, it's just very, um, it's very refreshing in terms of, uh, Kind of talking like a lot of us talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. Oh, do you have others? Nah. Longer mentioned. So I'll just run through them. Yeah. Bridget Fetisy, we mm. love her. Yep. Um, she's again. She could have been on. Like all these people could have been on this list, by the way. So I have Bridget yeah. Fetisy. I have. I don't know what that. Oh, John McWhorter. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Woke racism. Him. He's he's great. He he was. I had a bunch of people who were like for my seventh spot. Um, yeah. John McWhorter is fantastic. Uh, New York Times columnist, um, professor at Columbia, wrote Woke Racism, has a podcast on linguistics, super interesting guy, doesn't buy into the bullshit. With that, Glenn Lowry, I think, do they have a podcast together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Glenn Lowry, um, another black intellectual, just very, very interesting. I think a lot more conservative, mm -hmm. which I'm like, I don't think would consider himself a conservative, but Glenn He's Lowry described himself does. as a cranky liberal Democrat. Yeah, um, definitely. I have Alex Berenson, um famously kicked off of twitter returned sued i think facebook and or twitter can't remember mm -hmm. who um he was i think new york times reporter a lot of COVID stuff COVID regime stuff um the you know covidians fighting th those crits specifically 
Uh, I have one on here. I almost put on. If I didn't pick Libs at TikTok, I would have picked uh, the Habibi Bros. Oh yeah, the that's great. <laughs> they're just amazing. The yeah. two Arab, uh, I think they're Arab, like Arab guys. Um, no, they're you know at least culturally Muslim. I don't know if they're practicing Muslims, but very very funny, uh, very conservative, but like not like Islamic conservative, like American, but yeah. uh, funny, like just owning people on Twitter, yeah. uh, Ahmad and Ahmad Aslikin is his name and Siraj um, Hashmi, Hashimi. I, I always forget. Yeah. Um, but they famously have the list and they have a bracket every year, about the the people who need their phones taken away the most. And while I guess like nine, 80 to 90% of them are crits, the, yeah. they also, you know, they make like they bad, right. bad right wing, uh, takes also i think the yeah. winner of this year's was the uh blm chicago chapter stand with palestine with the paraglider it's like <laughs> you, you, it's the worst tweet of the year um they're great uh yeah. thomas Charidon williams um oh, yeah, he's good also a, a, a new jerseyan i believe married a french woman very cool and um he famously penned the harper's letter which for me personally was really important because i was i'd said this many times i was going nuts mm -hmm. at that time i was like where where is everyone where and that was the first thing that came out was like no we're against all of this shit and people like salman rushdie uh, i think katie herzog signed it uh, a lot of a lot of barry weiss i believe like a lot of people signed it and yeah. he penned it like it was his idea he got a lot of flack for it too um jk rowling was on it and um i just i really like him he's he's a very interesting guy um and yeah, that's it. That, that that's all my list. Again, I'm sure we could find like 20 more. Yeah. But um, I want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Who else? One more. Jake Mackey, uh, who's been on the show. Uh, oh, okay. And the reason why I want to bring him up real quick is because, uh, besides being a super cool guy and a good friend, he um, co-founded Free Black Thought. Um, so they do a great job of shining a spotlight on a wide variety of black-related thought. I guess so. Like they'll 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 bring up like conservative black conservatives and black progressives and black mm. you know just, just across the political spectrum just to show that you know blacks are not a monolith um yeah. you know, there's a wide variety of, of interesting thought yeah um and uh, uh i also uh, have an article uh published uh in in that so um but but also you know he's, right. he's a professor and he's been on the front lines of of, of, of the stuff and i believe he is actually part of five i think he's like on is it there he tweeted something about like yeah I'm, I'm proud to be a member of and i'm pretty sure it was fire uh or was it fair because maybe it was fair i get yeah, those two mixed up they're both great but melissa chen can be on here too i think yeah she she oh yeah no he's a member he's a member of fire um, of fire okay yeah so melissa chen also melissa chen's good yeah i like her yeah <clears throat> but uh yeah so i think that's Deborah it so so i'm just thinking of people now <laughs> i know this is like... <laughs> all right those are on honorable mentions yes. um yeah okay it's a good episode yeah i think um, if we put but let's reach out to these people and then um yeah we'll we'll have them join the sort of intellectual avengers um, that's right <laughs> we all rings together cock rings together <laughs> we, we we need we need a, a really good like recruiting like get the team together montage yes oh i love that i love to get to the, yeah. get the team together. you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> um but yeah this all is right fun. next one we'll do a dead one we'll do dead yeah we'll do we'll do we'll do dead ones next yeah all right all right, all right buddy all right fight the crits and stay reckless it's time for our patreon yeah oh that's true yeah Thank <laughs> you.